Willie, give us a jingle. Oh, it's table read. Gather round. We got some things we need while you're in town. You wrote some shit. We're going to read it. It's table read. Two, three, table read. But I have a question. Sam, what are we doing here? Um, well, this is our podcast. This is our podcast. Table read. Wait, what is, wait, what is this podcast? What do we do here again? I the, on this podcast, we we enjoy the writers. We enjoy we, the writers. We, we invite the writers invite on. We invite writers on to read sketches or potentially other things that they have written that have possibly never been seen by anybody. And we bring these artwork, these writing artworks out of the closet. We do. And we celebrate you guys. And we have a good time, and we banter, and we don't give you notes. All right, so I'm I Jonathan Gaffney. I'm one of the hosts. And I'm Samantha Locks, also a host. You know, what guests do we have on right now? We have our friends, Mike Bryan and William, I don't know your last name. Carrie, Will Carey. Will Carey. Will Carey. So we are reading uh, Mike's sketches. So Mike is a comedy writer, director, performer, and producer based in New York. He's a founding member and executive producer of the sketch comedy show, uh, Backdoor Barbecue, one of the pit's longest-running sketch comedy shows where he hosts and writes the show's recurring comedy news segments, uh, a segment, News in Review. Since beginning his comedy career in 2014, Mike has been a writer, performer, and director on Old School Sketch Show, a member of the pit sketch house team, Run DMV, the co-host slash head writer, of the late night style talk show at the moment and he is at shows and writing featured on the second city network nyc sketch fest and more uh and you know you might think that this bio is done but our <laughs> but our illustrious guest has more accolades yeah <laughs> mike has studied sketch comedy late oh, night Jesus. and sitcom tv writing satire and comedy performance at the second city as well as sketch comedy and long form improvisation as the people's improv theater and upright citizens brigade he loves sketch he loves writing sketch comedy <laughs> that is collaborative, fast, and fun. You knows how to make an exceptionally <laughs> passionate French onion soup and is a CPA who absolutely cannot do your taxes. Trust me, neither of us want that. That is Is um, that actually in there? That's, that's that's in there because it's all in there. This I... is a good bio. Uh it's the longest bio I think that we've had. It's the most well written bio that, that we think that we've really had. Not well that our written. other guests have, have don't have accolades. This was just a and John better always reads bio. the entire, the entire bio. <laughs> I'm reading the entire bio. We need to get the full picture. The full, My story. full story. What, what scares me Hello. is I wrote that for like the pit sites. Like we need a bio for a class you're work I'm working on. And now that I hear it out loud, I was like, oh my god, this is so much. Look, so I think it's, no, it's great. No, it's great. No, it's it's, great. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, no, great. no, we're flipping this on the and head. Honestly, <laughs> I just want to add, you do a great John Stewart. Like oh, you'd be a great you. John. Stewart replacement if we ever need to replace him, but I don't think we need to replace him anytime I, soon, unfortunately. I also think on this in this show, we're flipping the whole uh not wanting to read the bio and being yeah, yeah. about it on the head. Own your bio, your, Own bio, your bio is cool. You're cool. Who else do we yeah. have? I appreciate that. Here oh. with us. We have oh, a friend. Me? Yes, yeah. I'm well, well, I'm Will Carey. Uh I've been the tech for Backdoor Barbecue at the People's Improv Theater, the guy running the lights and sound for the 
pretty much the whole duration the of the whole group since show one um, yeah. i've also been a, a stand-up comic uh since 2007 i started uh-huh. in baltimore maryland uh-huh. and i am a podcaster as well i host uh the podcast between awesome and disaster with will carry oh awesome. my god what wait what's the podcast about uh i talk to uh comedians actors and uh people in pop punk bands about uh, life in life in general, the creative process, That's and very cool. and how they uh, uh, the whole idea of that podcast is that life is a balance of awesome moments and disaster moments, and we talk about both of them. Well, um, thank you both for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having Thanks us. For having We're us. about to read a sketch, and uh, tell us what's the name of the sketch. It's called Four Scores. I wrote this a couple of years ago for an old school sketch show, and it's. Um, for that show, I always like to do historical parodies. So it's uh, taking a pretty known historical item and getting a little behind the scenes look at it. All right, let's do it. Well, um, wait, before we start, yeah. I just got to say, these are some meaty sketches. Like this pack. Of, oh, really? This feels meatier. Than it the, might be the yeah. paper the as well. The previous set of sketches we've had. It's, it's not double-sided. It's well. not double-sided. Uh, it's not double-sided. I don't put okay. double-sided everything, though. Well... I, I, I just assume it's going to have a lot of good content. I, 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 oh, good content I hope it's here. not all dead air. It's like when you're picking up a cantaloupe John. at the store. It's like, ooh, that's got good weight to it. That's going to be a good one. It's a hearty, it's a hearty pan of sketches. Hearty sketch. <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. Um, Mike, we'll have you read. Stage. Stage, cool. All right, lights up on John Wilkes Booth, Tabitha, Clara, and Abe Lincoln. Thank you all for agreeing to workshop the final draft of my Gettysburg Address. Tabitha, Clara, Samuel, you are truly my most trusted advisors. Happy to help, Mr. President Lincoln. And I can't believe you invited fame actor John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) I'm just honored to get a peek at what will surely make history. (laughs) I hope it does, John Wilkes Booth. Four score and seven years ago, our fa- our fathers brought... Okay, pause. Is there a problem? Four scores and seven years ago? What's a score? Well, you see, a score is 20 years, so four score is 80 years. Therefore, four score and seven years is... 87 years. Yeah, we got it. Why don't you just say 87 <laughs> years? It's literally less syllables. Well... Four score and seven years is 87 years with some flair. I don't know what this Abe Lincoln voice that I'm doing is. <laughs> I'm loving it's it. Got it. <laughs> it works for me. It's good. It's good. They all exchange a skeptical look. Listen, this is more of a final version. So unless there's something wrong. I mean, it's not wrong, but it's <laughs> clunky. Like saying three yards, two feet. Just say 11 feet, you know? (laughs) Being known for my acting and nothing else, I'd say being succinct is paramount. I agree with John Wilkes Booth. You're all being overdramatic. Are we? Why don't you just recite what you wrote for last January's Emancipation Proclamation? (laughs) As Abe Lincoln talks, they all feel like their point is being made. Very well. On the first day of January... In the year of our Lord, 1,863, all persons held as slaves with any state or designated part of a state. This is what we're talking about. (laughs) You could have just said this. Clara points to Tabitha. Hi, everyone. I'm ending slavery. End scene. (laughs) 
I don't know. People adored um all day. I don't know. People adored my all day Lincoln Douglas debates way back when. Has Mary Todd seen this speech? She saw a version. I don't know. If MT didn't okay it, then maybe we should rethink this. Or we can stick with... They put their hands up to silence, silence Abe as they think. Have you considered t- connecting with them with a joke? Uh, <laughs> or rhyming. Uh, Ooh, yeah. People loved Alexander Hamilton and his rap talking. Wrapping <laughs> <laughs> a speech? Oh, my God. John Wilkes Booth just blew my brains mm-hmm. out. I'm trying to be serious. Whoa, man. You asked for notes. Well... <sighs> I have this joke about Edmund Booth being a better actor than John Wilkes Booth before the dinner break on Parchment 9. All but John laughed. John Wilkes Booth is offended. <laughs> <clears throat> I, uh, I see how it is, Abe. Parchment 9? How long is this speech? About 12 parchments. I check out after one parchment, man. One and a half tops. Abe. You need to think of the common people when writing these things. Not all of us go to those fancy plays at the Ford Theater. Uh, not for me at all. I'd rather put some put someone. Bleh. I'd rather someone put a hole in my head. <laughs> yeah, that that'd be wild. <laughs> this Gettysburg Address is supposed to define our great nation. I guess I'm worried. If it's not verbose, they won't listen to me. You know. Abe, people are going to a war zone in full-on church clothes and wigs just to see you. They'll listen. You mean it? Yeah, especially with all your great jokes. Like, they're they're so great. They're so, so funny. Thanks, John Wilkes Booth. I'm glad you're such a good sport. And don't take things too personally. John Wilkes Booth gives him finger guns, blackout. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I love this. I love the idea of just, like... Uh, a major historical figure living their life and just like people around them being like, you did, you did shit super annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's so annoying for Abe Lincoln to phrase things in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like anytime someone starts using like four and $5 words from the dictionary (laughs) and just like, can you just address this more plainly? Yeah. 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 Cause there had to have been those people. There had to have been people who just like, were just like, I don't know. Uh, talked more simply and uh, just like read a speech and was like, this guy's fucking too much. Yeah, like, this guy is so pretentious. This mm-hmm. Abe Lincoln guy, this like, Abe Lincoln motherfucker. Like, right. s- <laughs> speak in a way where yeah. the people could yeah, yeah. understand. I don't want to do math while you're talking to me. Like, <laughs> like we don't need this. Like, what 2% of the population went to college back then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, makes me think of, of Shakespeare as just like, I don't want to have to read what you mean on the opposite page. Just say what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the one thing about Shakespeare is he never wrote anything. <laughs> force, yeah, but four score and seven years ago. I don't know. That's like the equivalent of like a guy in Brooklyn like quoting Infinite Jest. It's yeah. like shut the fuck yeah, like, up. Shut the fuck up. We don't. We don't need like. Uh, it's like oh, that line's from Infinite Jest. It's like maybe you should go die. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should like read other books. Abe Lincoln is the presidential equivalent of like a annoying guy with a handlebar mustache in a bar on Bedford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. exactly. It's like tone it down, man. And he's like, I'm the other. Yeah, you may have read it, but did you read, read it? it? <laughs> you know? 
That is a really fun sketch. Did, yeah. So yeah. did you put the sketch up anywhere? This one went up uh, at Old School Sketch Show back like years ago. I think November and 2019. How was this it is receptive? a pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic sketch. sketch. <laughs> um, yeah, how was it recepted? I, it, it went pretty well. It's um, with that show. It, it's all written and produced and put up in a week. So very simple sketches is like very simple the, sketches. Very simple games. Very simple yeah. game. Easy yeah, to yeah. understand. It's a nine o'clock, ten, nine thirty audience. That's so how it's sketch like, should be. Yeah. Keep it nice. You know, simple premises well executed. Is especially for that show in particular. Keep it easy and let the let the performers do all the great work. All right. Well, That's I've had great. fun with the sketch. Anything? Um, oh, does anyone else have any last comments before? No notes, though. No notes. No notes. You can hate it. It's no, okay. We don't know. We don't, we don't, we don't know. do notes here. This is in no school. Notes. We're not nerds. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just say, as like having been Mike's friend and watching him grow as an artist from the booth over all these years, I always am tickled by his write, his writing <laughs> style. And as a history nerd of a lot of stuff, I like uh, yeah. stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it too. Yeah, really um, uh, it. Such a funny thing to make fun of Abe Lincoln for. It's such a pretentious <laughs> thing to say. Yeah. Oh, uh, what a guy. But there's believe, something that we do. We rip yeah. up the sketches it. once we're done. Gotta oh. do it. We're going to rip this sketch off. Okay. Three, two, one. We're getting through it. Sorry, Mike. It's so I know you printed these. It's all right. <laughs> Do, do we yes. throw them up or you do can we throw keep them? If you throw like. them up. I put mine on the table. I'm just going right. to toss mine on the ground. On the note of it being a hearty stack, it get, I had to do a little yeah. <laughs> double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like trying to rip a phone. Like, oh, shit. Like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I wish you could right. always rip with your teeth too. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a second sketch here. We're having fun. We, we have do. a second sketch. We, we, do. Have, we have two more sketches to go. I know. Um, what is this sketch's uh, uh, name? It's called Find Your Manhood. Hell yeah. It is, um, it is a little dark, a little satirical, no, but it puts it. a very, it's through a very fun sing songy lens. Um, let's do it. And yeah, it's, uh, it's one when Sam and I were talking about this podcast, it's like, do you ever those sketches where it's like, it would take so much to produce and put up? Well, we can film it and film a read of it. And I was like, this is the right yeah, sketch for that. Yeah. It's so hard to produce. <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah. Uh, As you'll see with all the cry Honestly, and- <laughs> yeah, this is honestly something that I want the podcast to be, too. It's like you have a great idea. You write it. You mm-hmm. look at it and think, I don't have 20 million dollars yeah. for it. I don't even have sketch. half a million dollars. I don't even have dollars. I don't have dollars. <laughs> I, I might have negative dollars. <laughs> yeah. I'm. Look, guys, I I'm, owe people I'm ten thousand dollars bad. I'm down bad. <laughs> Loan sharks are gonna break my uh, fingers soon. Yeah. No, uh, uh, I need to go fund me. Uh, you I have, all to, that money I have to Liverpool. keep repainting my car so they can't find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, like this is like there's so much comedy that's just sitting in the world that isn't celebrated, isn't used, and like um, that is also just like even, I don't know. Even if you wanted to put it up, even if you liked yeah. it, it's too expensive. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. let's do it. Let's do uh, it. Let's, let's get read into some it. stage. Let's go. All right. Open on Derek, who's sitting distant from Derek's wife. She's clearly bored. He's embarrassed. For guys, getting older can come with some challenges. Cut to Mo <laughs> fumbling a burger off the grill. Mo Mo's wife gives him a not again look. Your manhood feels insubstantial. Cut to Chet shooting a basketball and missing the hoop. <laughs> Your little Kool-Aid man can't wait to break through that brick wall anymore. But it doesn't have to stay that way. It doesn't? Revive your manhood with guns. (laughs) Cut to video diagram of a man's body. 
60% of men feel, uh, 60% of men feel like age has gotten the best of them, but with guns, you'll be (laughs) able to feel like an umbrella You'll be able to, uh, you'll feel, I can't read today. You'll feel like your umbrella. No, no, don't do it for me. I can't read today. (laughs) I have a typo, so that's my bad. But with guns, you'll feel like an umbrella can be ready for heavy rainfall. As the VO speaks, the diagram of a man's body targets the generals that rise and starts firing off bullets. Chiron, mental depiction only, not physical effect, effect of guns. Cut to Derek and Derek's wife sitting in bathtubs in the middle of the mountains. Derek pulls out the gun out of the water and Derek's wife gives him a lusty look. And don't worry if your insurance covers it. Guns are easy to get. Chiron, like very, very easy to get. (laughs) Guns can solve men's little problems, whether it's moderate. Cut to Derek holding his handgun. Severe. Cut to Moe with a lawn assault rifle. Or even critical. Cut to Chet showing off his entire safe of rifles, handguns, (laughs) and grenades. Cut to Moe and Moe's wife at the grill. I didn't feel like a man anymore. But with guns, my little Guy Fieri is finally taking us to Flavortown. <laughs> Cut to Derek and Derek's wife dancing in a random gazebo. I didn't think I'd ever feel like a big, strong boy again. But with guns, my pasta is finally al dente. <laughs> oh, Cut to Chet back at the basketball hoop. I tried everything. Growing a beard, shaving, even listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. But with guns, I finally feel like a guy again. <laughs> Trust me, fellas. Guns work. Derek's wife nods in an insinuating manner. Derek and Derek's wife go in for a kiss, but the gun fires off, wounding Derek's leg. The sound cuts off immediately, and they are visually trying to fix the wound as the VO speaks. This is a chunky one. Side effects of guns include lack of social awareness, shooting yourself, becoming that friend, becoming that uncle, becoming that guy at work, (laughs) desire to wear camo in public, shooting yourself, randomly screaming in public places, shooting yourself, and acute (laughs) diarrhea. Ask your doctor if you're healthy enough for guns. Chiron, you will be. Everyone is, apparently. Cut to Chet at the basketball hoop. The best decision I made was getting guns. (laughs) Chet shoots the basketball and misses. He pulls out his gun and fires repeatedly until the hoop falls. The ball rolls through the fallen hoop. Chet looks at it and smiles. Layup! Cut to Derek, who is now in critical condition. The medics are there as Derek wipes tries to explain how Derek got shot. Don't drink alcohol in excess with guns. Seek medical attention if guns last longer than 36 hours and you start calling yourself daddy. Beat out. Uh, this is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. This, uh, this, this was sketch great. really, uh, really reminds me of like something that should be on SNL yeah. that I would like see on there. And it also reminds me of like the classic advice that your, your sketch 101 teacher will tell you when they're going over advertisement sketches which is like right with like a million dollar budget in mind i imagine Mm -hmm. you wrote this in a ucb 101 or 102 class this was yeah i think this actually was a ucb sketch a while ago (laughs) i saw the whole thing in my head as we were reading it yeah yeah yeah. so you can see it perfectly i saw the gun me getting shot i saw like me 
slowly dying. I, I you saw see like, the graphics on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really think from a writing standpoint, this is a really, really it's strong, very strong like Thank parody you. advertisement sketch. Yeah. I think it's like a perfect little uh satire. It, yeah, like, yeah. it heightens well, the beats are really good. I love the fact that any I love any sketch or any time anyone mentions Guy Fieri and Flavortown in the same <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. in the same sketch. I award a, a, you know a gold star to any sketch that I love mentions the name Guy Chet. Fieri and Chet. Chet is so yeah. good. Yeah, Chet, Mo Derek, like all classic like dudes who would be getting guns kind of uh things. Like, absolutely. I love sketches where it stays true to, like, a good sketch is a good thesis statement. So this thesis statement is erectile dysfunction, but also guns. (laughs) Yes. Like, guns make your pee-pee hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, it has a very clear point point of view. And, like, it never, like, you're hitting all of the points you would make about, like, guns and gun ownership and the (laughs) culture around it. But you're not sacrificing jokes yeah or, or you're also like hitting all the points that make like medical advertisements funny and also erectile dysfunction although it's not that funny <laughs> <laughs> and also it's just um yeah but the subject matter it's a like it's a very light and fun way to it's it's a more fun way to like satirize like yeah. gun culture in america yeah, yeah. which oh, is yeah. just making fun of dudes it's yeah. like the best mm-hmm. way to do it it's like yeah, why do you have like six thousand? Yeah, why do you wear we'll camo this. all the time? <laughs> oh uh, yeah, well I just I so many people from my hometown I, I saw in this. Oh yeah, yeah. like I I knew that person. Yeah, yeah. I saw we got that Calvary I know County this person rep. too. Yeah. It's my dad. <laughs> oh no, I wish it you is had my put, dad. My I wish dad you had put concept. becoming that father. Becoming that father. <laughs> we're we're penciling that just, in. Honestly, that is my dad. He owns like six guns, and none of them are like scary guns. They're all like shotguns and pistols and kind of Mm -hmm. like older historical guns but he does wear camo all the time and is a little bit like chaotic like he does kind of like scare you a little bit Uh love that love seeing a person that scares me a little bit with lots of guns yeah Yeah. it's my favorite favorite combination the guns aren't in your face they're all hidden Oh, even better. I love, I love a nice, uh, I love an Easter egg hunt that that could send me to the hospital. (laughs) Just went to go grab a shirt from the, from the closet. And all of a sudden I'm just shotgun. Oh, did you hear what happened to Bill? He died. How'd he die? Well, he answered his gun instead of the phone. (laughs) Also these sketches too, the advertisement sketches, it's such a nice format to keep the sketch yeah. nice and a- active. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's just like, here's the fun. Here's the fun. Here's the fun. Here's the fun. Cause when you're writing it, it's like, if you go off on like wild tangents that don't make any sense, it's like, why this, why yeah. would a commercial mm-hmm. be doing this? It like forces you to just be like, what do I think is funny? And then just like cutting and cutting and cutting yeah, to yeah. different versions of that funny thing. Oh um, yeah. And using yeah. the different vehicles. Like I love commercial parody. I, Sorry, my tummy just went off. Wow. Um, that was loud. That was a, that. That was a well, we have very good mics on this podcast, so that is <laughs> going to get picked, picked up, up real well. Uh, but I was working with some folks on commercial parodies, and mm-hmm. the fun topic is just like, how can you use the different vehicles of a commercial to make jokes? And yeah, like, yeah. how do you get it out of the dialogue? And yeah. it's always really fun when you're rewriting it. Oh, yeah. Commercial parodies are like one of my favorite kinds of sketches. Uh, not to go too off topic, but one of my other favorite commercial parodies Mike has done is uh, on one of our shows, we did a sharper image sketch oh, yeah. where yeah, yeah. he's the satirize of the joke was if you come into the sharper image to just 
try stuff and they get like super threatening and like high <laughs> yeah. and it, yeah. it just it's one of my favorite things okay. you know he's ever, <laughs> ever done i really the sharper image it. just to try stuff <laughs> just <laughs> having a mall just yeah. just for that purpose we all did it we all did it and then we all had that friend who had that mom who would just buy the stuff <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. do you want one too it's like i guess <laughs> sure yeah why well, why not this is great. Uh, this is great satire. I love the sketch. Although so it might ruin uh, my life and potentially other people's lives around me because I potentially, after this sketch, might refer to my penis as Lo Kool-Aid Man. Lo Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, which what's, is a, what's the hooking yikes. up with someone and they go, oh yeah, it's like, what? Hey, <laughs> Jay. Yeah. Oh, and now we are completely turned off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the best form of birth control. Your penis, little Kool Aid. Little Kool Aid Man Kool-Aid shall be the name Kool-Aid. of my dick uh, henceforth. <laughs> Uh, on this day, yeah. henceforth, yeah. as stated yeah. four yeah. scores ago. Uh, little also, Guy Fieri is pretty rough to it. It's like donkey sauce. I should also paint it red. I should paint it red. I should get a red I should, get a nice red red condom. I should, yeah, I should, oh I should, uh, I should, I should make Guy Fieri red. Do- okay, I don't even want to make a joke about donkey sauce and Guy Fieri right now. Uh, that is, uh, we might have to move on, but right now we are going to rip this sketch. Rip this sketch. It's okay. It's a mental note now. So we're flying through. We're having a great time. I loved these first two sketches. What's our last sketch? This one is taking a little bit of a, a a concept that we see all over the internet and putting it in a putting in a, a different environment and a doctor's office and just seeing what happens when you put those two things together. Mm. So it's called ad supported doctor. We love it. Let's do, let's go. Meaty sketch. All right. Lights up on Casey, who is pregnant. Dr. Cola enters. All right, Casey, I'm waiting on a few results, but things look great. Thanks, Dr. Cola. It's good to know that everything's okay. While we're waiting, why don't we take a look at the little one? Dr. Cola does a sonogram. The baby pops up on the screen. See, lungs are good, growing on track. You want to hear their heartbeat? (gasps) Yes! Dr. Cola hits a button, but an ad for the McDonald's Quarter Pounder pops up. We heard you, America. McDonald's is now making the Quarter Pounder and Big Mac with real beef. Only $2.99. The ad goes away and we hear the heartbeat. Heartbeat sounds fantastic. (laughs) Good, but was that... What was that McDonald's thing about? Oh, well... McDonald's used to make their burgers with a mixture. Now they're using real beef. No, I get that part. But why is there a reference to the McDonald's quarter pounder on my sonogram? Oh, they didn't tell you? Tell me what? Is my baby okay? Your baby's excellent. Your insurance, however... Not so much. So in order to pay for things, your visit with me is ad-supported. Ad-supported? Yeah, you know how YouTube has ads? Your visits with me do too. Okay. The sonogram looks great, but your heart rate is a little high, so I'd like to check a few things. Nurse. Nurse enters. Let's run some baseline tests. Nurse turns to do tests. Back of Scrubs has ads for Geico and Progressive. Nurse exits doing a bit the next during the next bit of dialogue. While he's running those, let's test your vision and hearing. Can you read that chart? One. Oh, vision and hearing. Wait for the cue. Sound effects, the Cars for Kids soundtrack. 
1877 cars for kids c a r s cars for kids 1877 cars for kids donate your car today perfect i could have just known the song no the test said c a r s and the song is k a r s cars for kids and yes i need to say that in order to earn my commission Cha-ching sound effect i'm sorry dr cola but these ads are a bit overwhelming i know this can be stressful it's stressful for everyone is it it is <laughs> which is why i recommend the calm app if you subscribe during this visit you can receive three months free with the code yeet yeet sounds like cha-ching nerd centers with the chart Ah, just in time. Let's take a look. Nurse turns to hand the chart. Reveal Scrubs has ads for Southern New Hampshire State University. Dr. Cola double clicks, uh, pulls up an image of an MRI. Okay, liver looks good. Lungs are perfect. That's a weird mark on your heart. An ad for DiGiorno Pizza pops up. Wait, what's wrong with my heart? Oh, I'm not sure I can see past the rising crest of DiGiorno Pizza. (laughs) Cha-ching. Can't we skip it? We can if you are willing to take a short survey. And disappears. Ah, that's not a mark on your heart. That's just the Burger King. I forgot we do business with royalty. What is wrong with you? There's nothing in my contract that says I can't do business with Burger King and McDonald's. That's it. I can't handle an ad-supported thing anymore, Dr. Cola. You think I like this? My name is Joe, but I have to make patients like you call me Dr. Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> So if you don't like how I run this practice, I think it's time for you to go. Nurse. Nurse enters, turns to escort Casey out. Back of Scrubs has ads for Marlboro cigarettes and New Amsterdam vodka. Nurse begins to usher Casey out. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your experience? <laughs> Leg out. Um, great, great, great. Good. Love it. That is uh, uh, gonna happen, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think. No, this is so this is the future. Yeah, that's the future. True. You're gonna you're gonna go and see someone scrubs, and they're gonna be like, "Sorry, I need to change." And then they're gonna come back, and it's just gonna be like, uh, "Yeah, I am still Pfizer. like." Yeah. And I would be okay with it if I paid less in health insurance mm. for it, but I don't think that's gonna happen. No, 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 no. It's for inflation. Exactly. Yeah. It'll just be in order to keep paying what you do now, which is right, too much. Right. You'll have to get a lot of sponsored content. Yeah, yeah. Hands. And then they'll have a more expensive insurance rate where I don't have to have. It. Exactly. <laughs> I love the idea of like doctors like jockeying for sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. And be like, yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a doctor. Up. Yeah, I got yeah. a doctor sponsored by Coca Cola. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> exactly. So and you evil. and you look down on the so person who's fucking evil. Oh my so god. You look up. down on the doctor sponsored by Pepsi or Android. <laughs> it's yeah. like a, so you're a second place doctor. I yeah. Hey, hey, Pepsi is not a second place drink. Oh, I, I, hot I, take. I, <laughs> as far as the quality of the beverage, I find it a delight. I'm just merely going on pure sales. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, I had to fight is... you for a second. <laughs> no, no, no. I understand. They still haven't gotten that guy's jet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dr. Cole is going to be a reality. I love yeah, this. Unfortunately. Um, Oh my god! But I one eight seven seven card for cards, cards for, for kids, kids. thrown in there. That was, I don't know the that song. was great. Oh what? Uh, one oh, one eight seven seven, seven okay, cars okay, for okay. kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your cars today. You've never heard that? I've seen the ad, like the billboard ads on the it's interstate, a, but they don't play that song ad on TV. 
as far as I know anymore. It's one of the most evil yeah. advertising no, campaigns I, yeah. to ever sense. I mean, they're trying... Yeah. I don't even understand... They just... The song is evil. I, it's it's like, a historically, like, annoying song. Yeah. Like, even in the grand scheme... But are they giving the cars to the kids? Well, no, that's there's the a whole... They, I forget what it was. There's a whole <laughs> thing under it where they're, like, not even, like, recouping... Like, they're just liquidating the cars and then, like, using it to, like, pay for the charity and, like, 10% of it goes to the kids. Yeah, of course, because yeah. if you're giving money to charity, like 90% of the money goes to the charities yeah. operating. Right. Fees. And <laughs> exactly. And what are these? And 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 this is something that's probably been up before. It's like, what are what good are these cars to these kids? They yeah. can't drive. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like giving cars like old cars to teenagers who are like need a car disenfranchised and need a car right but i don't think that that's what i don't think that's what it's yeah also quick question what year is this sketch happening because mcdonald's is offering a burger for only two dollars and 99 cents oh so i I think that this is technically a sketch in the past or mcdonald's has altered it that is a great question like the definition of real beef in the future is probably stretched a little bit (laughs) real real beef in like a hundred years from now just means like real crickets uh yeah (laughs) no yeah we're all gonna be eating bugs very soon (laughs) yeah yeah for sure but listen, this sketch was a delight. Thank We're gonna you. rip this yeah, one up. And Let's do it. I love this sketch. And yeah. then we're gonna move on to our next next section here, which is I wanna ask a serious question. Oh god. Lay it on me. When did comedy first happen for you? For me, it would have been around 2014, 2015. Um, so the way I got into to writing was um, as mentioned in my very elaborate bio that I've now heard out loud, <laughs> um, it, um, I, I am a CPA. That's like what I do by trade. So, um, I graduated college and was studying very densely for the CPA exam and it you need a break. So I started watching like Jimmy Fallon clips and I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, just as like a little seven minute break, like his monologues, all that fun stuff. And then finished my CPA exam and then was like, I need something to do. And a hobby. Um, and then picked up a book called Late Night Writing for TV by Joe Toplin. That pointed me to the pit. Started doing classes at the pit. Uh, fell in love with writing and, and doing sketch comedy. But for me, it was and then produced shows and all these years later, still at it. And um, yeah, it for me, it was very much a after college thing. I was never like a theater kid or anything like that. Um, when did it, you graduate college? 2013. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it's well, been a while. That's how I kind of got into it in the very spark notes. It's a longer story, but keeping it brief mm-hmm. so basically uh don't take this the wrong way but studying for the cpas was boring it is dead <laughs> and boring. then you were like fuck i need <laughs> to do something bad. fun i need something entertaining yes um and now you're not a cpa really anymore oh unless been, you are oh no i'm actively like i am an accountant by day oh wow that is my job yeah that's what you do with peloton yeah that's what i do with peloton i'm doing i do like I do the most accountancy of accounting. I do like the accounting rules and I oh interpret them. Yeah. Wow. wow. And um, what is the writing process like for you? Do you sit in a dark room? Do you hang out with friends? Do you? 
I take acid or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be news to me. That would be, yeah. No, that's, let me tell you that you don't come up with Guy Fieri flavor town sober. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, I usually write my first couple of drafts or premises alone, or I'll even come up with like a, a first page of like just establishing who, what, where, and then what's the twist. And I'll bring that to a table or a group, or even if it's just like a pitch. Mm-hmm. But when I'm writing my sketches, I'm usually doing it alone. Usually when I'm figuring out what to write, it's dependent on who am I writing for and what show am I writing for? So is it a late, it's going to be a late night show. Is it going to be a weekday show? Is it going to be a weekend show? We are, my show um, is a rotating cast one. So who am I bringing in? Is there a theme I'm working towards? Um, Similar, like when I was saying with old school, like old school, I always write simple premises executed well, because like you have a day to write everything. Mm -hmm. So it it really comes from there. And then also as we start to write, like we'll do our pitch meetings and I like to figure out what's missing. So like if we have a lot of two person sketches or a lot of group sketches or like a very flat show, I'll be like, okay, can I write an energetic sketch? Can I write a song? Can I write something a little bit poppy? Um, Just like give a layer to it. So it's usually geared towards like, what am I writing for? I don't, I don't do a ton of writing just like, hey, I wrote this sketch and one day it'll be there. It's usually just like trying to figure out what I hope to use this for one day or put it right towards someone for. Uh, So yeah, once I start generating those ideas, then I like to write by myself for a little bit. And then I'm very type A, so I'll literally print it and then just start hatcheting it up so by the time it gets the table read it's on like v5 because i just keep on being like oh but you could say like this a little bit better or like this could be better this could be a joke that's Um, that's a good process to have because i feel like i feel like people cut things on their computers these days and it's hard to like go back yeah and like look at like what you had there originally because sometimes i feel like what you have there originally can be funny too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause you definitely like, and also sometimes you'll get feedback and like the feedback doesn't gel with the original idea or right. like you try it and you get it read. So I think the ad one actually is a, a prior version. I rolled it back to one that I liked cause mm-hmm. we changed that one a lot yeah. mm-hmm. um, for a show and it worked for the, like, or we, it got cut for the show um, for time. But um, cause it's a great sketch. It was only for time and that's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, I hate uh, when sketches get cut for time. It's I know. bullshit. It's the worst. It's the worst. But um, yeah, it's I, I like saving all the versions, remembering what I have. Yeah, like, even yeah. it's like also like sometimes you find a character or a joke where like the sketch doesn't work, but you really like the character. Right. <laughs> so I can move them into a different sketch where it's like, all right, Bill can now be like this barb person who has yeah. much more layers to her than like Bill who says, what? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel like there's also a similar logic there with stand up uh, where a lot of people are like writing notes, like jokes on their phone and then they like delete them and rewrite them and don't save the old versions. And then it's like, fuck, this joke was way funnier when I was doing it like a year ago. Why? What, Why is yeah. it not funny now? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What what change? And what that, change? Yeah. And that can be like so many uh, different things. They can yeah. even just vary from like show to show, like especially in New York, if you're doing like a couple sets every yeah, night, yeah. Uh, one crowd could be very much in a certain mood. Like that's very right. much a real. Then you get thing. in a certain mood and mm-hmm. your tonality changes. It can be so tricky. <laughs> it, exactly. And, yeah. and it's very much like what, what is the vibe at, at that moment? At that moment, because yeah. it's it's uh, comedy is just like one of those like very much in the room when it happens kind of things. Yeah, so I, love I feel that like about the it. best standups 
have to be good enough improvisers to read the room and yeah. like engage the room rather than just telling their jokes, yeah. which is something I've only recently learned. <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely uh, agree with that. I like I liked stand-ups like go up with like maybe 70. I would say like go up with like 70% of a plan. Yeah, yeah. But like give yourself that 30% to, to change a few things last minute or like decide if, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of couples in the room yeah. and like telling jokes about you being single and sad is maybe not the, the best yeah. vibe. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Or if you're on a... Or if you're on a, a show and like every comic has talked about this same thing in the right, news, right. maybe I don't want to talk about that same thing in the news. Right. Or if the one couple in the front has been picked on by everybody. everybody maybe you don't want to pick on them for once, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Same question to you. When did comedy start for you and what is your writing process like? Wow. When did comedy start for, uh, start for me? So I will say probably the seed got planted in high school. I... Uh, started doing uh, high school theater uh, at the behest of my best friend at the time, Chris McNamara. And I had a really good time having this really tiny part and doing a few more shows. I would tend to get parts that had like big laugh lines in them. Mm -hmm. um, my senior year, I was in the pajama game and I played like the evil boss that didn't want to give his factory workers a, a raise. So there's a part <laughs> in that play where I have to... <laughs> I have to jump across the stage when like a knife gets thrown at me and I have to, and I got this big, there's a, I got this big laugh line and that probably set the seed. As far as the concept of standup, I didn't really start thinking about standup as a thing I wanted to try doing until I was probably like later in like going into college. And the guy that really introduced it to me was uh, Dimitri Martin. I saw Dimitri Martin special and that's when I learned about like, jokes and one-liners yeah. as opposed to storytelling so that's what made me really want to go on stage and try saying like quirky weird surreal thoughts oh, uh, yeah. that's that's Dimitri what Martin I, is so good I loved him <laughs> so and then funny. that's how I found Mitch Hedberg and I found yeah. uh Stephen Wright and then you know of course like bigger on like Jerry Seinfeld I don't get me wrong I love storytellers too yeah like Gabriel Iglesias is a wonderful comedic yeah. storyteller definitely so. it's like a different type of yeah. comedy though yeah like it, um, it, it, abs it absolutely yeah. is. And he's always, and, and my, my favorite comedic storytellers also always have jokes along the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then as far as like a uh, writing process, um, I love to, uh, I've taken, really gotten into uh, to free writing uh, relatively recently because I like to just, that will help me really flesh out an idea. Like if I just start thinking of a topic and I write everything I can think of mm. on that, on that topic. And that will give me ideas of like, okay, maybe there's a joke here and there's a joke there as far as uh, like straight setup punchline kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, Cause once you kind of get the general idea of, of a joke format, like setup yeah. and then the twist, those are a little bit easier to kind of think about more mathematically. Right, yeah. right. And then when it comes to uh, storytelling, cause I also, to kind of, for anyone who might not be familiar, there's like club stand-up, which is very much like set-up punch where the focus is yeah, on yeah. laughs. And then there's the storytelling scene in New York, like stuff like The Moth or This American Life, right. uh, that kind of thing, where yeah. you're telling more of a personal story. Yeah. For those, I kind of have, I outline beats of important points to the uh, to the detail of the story. Yeah, yeah. And then I think about jokes around that. Around like, that, yeah. Exactly. And then part of doing being a solo performer compared to when we do sketch yep. is 
you go up and you see what works and then you mm -hmm. feel what doesn't work and yeah. then you start reconfiguring you rewrite maybe, it yeah maybe i shorten stuff shorten down stuff to be down. punchier maybe maybe i save the more emotional catharsis or as i like to call it the and in that moment moment because yeah. like if you've ever gone to the moth lots of those stories end with someone saying and in that moment and that's the conclusion yeah, of what yeah. they learned mm. they always do this kind of sweeping gesture with yeah, the yeah. hands I haven't um, been to the moth. How is it? I the only storytelling show I've seen or actually knew knew of was the Bad Trip storytelling, which they mm -hmm. do here in Brooklyn. And I know Joey Rinaldi, and he's done the show here at this house. Mm -hmm. And I've been on it, and it's it was like good. I liked it. I liked that there was like a theme each mm -hmm. like show, but I actually that was like the only storytelling show that I knew of is the moth like. Mm -hmm. An well, the moth mic? is also similar. The moth often has themes okay. as well. Do they do an open mic or is it like an open mic for storytelling or is it just like show, like a show? There's the moths usually are where people go in and people want to get on a, on a list okay, and then okay. you might get on or you, or you might. Okay. Not. So it's like a list kind of loose open mic mm, situation. Yeah. yeah. It's kind yeah. It's kind of like a booked mic. Right. Kind so of, if you're there early, sense. you could be lucky. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. That's good to know. Well, listen, we really thank both of you for coming here. Before we head out, we want to know where can we find you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where can Plug we find yourselves. you? Plug yourself. Give say us your handles. Say your names handles. again. If you want to give your address or whatever. Give us your shows. Shows. Whatever. Be coming Go. up when this Go. airs. Let's do All it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I am Mike Brian Fogarty. I'm at the Mike Brian on Instagram, which is where I post most of my shows and all that fun stuff. In terms of stuff coming up in June, June 22nd and June 24th, we'll have Backdoor Barbecue that we'll be working on. We're, we're working on casting that right now and getting some awesome directors, so rotating cast shows. So if you're ever interested mm -hmm. in sketch, working with us, performing with us, check it out. We always bring in guests. It's a um, great show. Thank it's you. such a great show. I appreciate that. I love your John Stewart. <laughs> yeah, we do. It's a mixture of sketch, and then I, I do the the news and review um, comedic news segment, which we're writing right now for our April show. Um, and then uh, also, if you're ever interested in learning late night style writing, I'm working on the late night style writing program and teaching that at the pit. Not sure when the class next class will, series will come in. We're in the middle of the first one right now, but uh, keep an eye out for those as well if you're interested in that. Thank you so much. And, and uh, I am Will Carey. Uh, everything related to me and what I do, you can find on my website, which is uh, awesomedisaster.com. Uh, I am Will Carey 23 on Instagram. And you can listen to my podcast, Between Awesome and Disaster, everywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, even the ones I haven't uh, mentioned yet. And I've interviewed people. Uh, I inter interviewed the actress Marilyn Gigliotti from Clerks, uh, the lead singer of Bowling for Soup. Wow. Uh, nice. The YouTuber Finn McKinty from the Punk Rock MBA, nice. the lead singer of the pop punk band Hit the Lights, the lead singer of uh, SR71, uh, who you might remember from their, their song Right Now. And he's now a songwriter behind the scenes writes a lot with Demi Lovato so That's that was cool. a really interesting conversation and um, me and Mike and Mike, has Mike. On, Mike has made two pop punk music I do oh yeah, yeah, yeah. do you, you know Demi Lovato I, I, ripped some, I ripped some licks yes. yo what the fuck That's a Mike pop punk thing. Mike has been uh Mike has been on the show twice and you can also uh see 
other interviews I've had with the rest of the backdoor barbecue crew, uh, Chris Migliaccio has been on twice. And then our the third member, Paul Cohen, uh, he is my uh, holiday guest every year where we recap the year in pop punk around oh, uh, Christmas fun. Hanukkah. That sounds Amazing. We love it. And also, where do we find this podcast? Well, you can yeah. listen yeah. to this podcast wherever you're listening to it now, preferably, or <laughs> Spotify or Apple, or you can watch it on YouTube. What are our handles? You can also find us at Table Read Pod. That's Table Read P-O-D for anyone That's who wants it. to find us. We are on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Patreon. Uh, yeah, those are our things. <laughs> thank you so much for coming, everyone. Thank and you, uh, yeah, we'll have another one of these podcasts. Yeah. Goodbye. Podcast adjourned. Thank Podcast adjourned. Thanks for having us. Oh, it was so much fun. But I guess that it's all done.